This week's edition of the Sports Bros Podcast is brought to you in part by Legal Shield Independent Associates, Chanel and Lorenzo Livingston. Are you tired of being harassed by collections agencies with all the calls and emails and letters? Collection Law with Legal Shield can help cease these very actions of these agencies. As a Legal Shield member, your team of lawyers can help you with any legal issues involving the collection of money owed, a debt, or facing litigation. They can also help you get and keep what's yours as well. When you sign up with Legal Shield, you gain access to a nationwide network of attorneys that specialize in every area of the law. To view this and other professional legal services, visit their website at www.smartchoice.info or you can call them at 301-996-5917. Or as the kids say nowadays, drop them an email, livingstonshield at gmail.com. Now on to this episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast with your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. Also, the almighty B-Live and the money man, Scotty D. And now, without any further ado, here they are, the Sports Bros. What's going on, world? This be your boy, the HOC up in here, Eddie Cool, the head of creative, and welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast. Guess what? We might have a different look, a different feel, because we are at the Sound Up Studios, an actual real live studios. I can look to my right and see the almighty be live, my left and see the money man, Scotty D. I'm happy. We got all the sports bros in one place at the same damn time. And like I said, as always, I'm flanked by the Almighty Be Live. What's going on, Sports Bros family? This is episode number thirteen, and we're coming, we're coming to you in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Three bros, one place, same time, man. I'm excited. Unfortunately, I got to look at Scotty D in front of me for the first time. <laughs> it's a little rough, but you know what? I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. It's gonna be all right. And as always, we got the money man, Scotty D. So this is what you guys look like. Wow, <laughs> yeah. this is kind of different, huh? Yeah, this is perfect this... faces for radio. Here we go, boys. <laughs> so you got a face made for radio, I guess so. All right, guys, let's not lollygag no more. Uh, we actually had a t- uh, the chance to sit down last night and watch uh, game two of the um, NBA Finals between the Toronto Raptors and the visiting Golden State Warriors, and the series are tied in the series, I'm sorry, and the series is tied at one. Be live, what you got on that? This was a perfect example of just resiliency. Mm-hmm. I man, I was thoroughly impressed because Toronto really came out once again. The energy from the crowd was absolutely amazing, and they really took like they put Golden State in a situation they've never been in before. Really, they scored. I think what another. Another half where they scored like 50 points, mm-hmm. less than 60 points, which is unheard of. I think they scored maybe 20 points in the first quarter. Yep. Golden, This is not Golden State. This is actually not basketball as far as the modern day is. Every team scoring 120, 130, 140 points. But Toronto matched up with them defensively, slowed down the game, and made it a completely different game. And had Golden State with their backs against the wall, possibly facing a 2-0 deficit. And then third quarter Golden State happened. Yep. And we all know what third quarter Golden State is. And it was a completely different ball game. When Golden State goes on a run, they go on a run, and they will literally take the life out of the crowd. And that's exactly what happened. And Toronto never recovered. And me, honestly – I don't think Toronto may ever recover because that was a confidence builder for Golden State, which I, they, they never really lack of confidence. Right. But it's one of those things where now they have a couple of days. They're going to the Oracle. They're going back to Golden State. There's a couple of injuries here and there. But now they, they made it – they took the one game that they needed to now where Golden State has the home field advantage. So we'll see how this goes. But Toronto had that chance to put yep. the – foot on the neck 
and just let Golden State do their thing in the third quarter. And the rest is history. In the words of Dennis Green, they let him off the hook. They did let him off the hook. Um, yeah, they really uh, – we said before the game last night, they, they needed to win that game. Mm-hmm. They, they, if they would have gone up 2-0, that's a whole different mindset. You got to win on the road to be a champion in Golden State show that they, that they could do that last night. And uh, we were talking about that, that you know, if, if they didn't take advantage of not having Durant in the lineup, then it could be a problem. And that had – I mean, you had a chance once again, not only with Durant out, but then Clay Thompson got hurt in the middle mm-hmm. of that game. At one point, Iguodala was kissing the floor. I mean, he ended up coming back, obviously, and hitting <laughs> that big shot at the end. Mm. But and we were also saying last night the the NBA with this new three point. I mean, the three point mindset from the whole team. There was four possessions down the stretch. If they get to the rim, get on the free throw line, or get an easy bucket, and I say easy, but Golden State was playing D. But if the, my mm. point is, if they would have not just settled for the three pointer, they did on four straight possessions. I think yep, missed straight. all four three-pointers and you know if, if you just build a couple buckets right there then the game would have been much different than Iguodala's three-pointer wouldn't have necessarily been the nail in the coffin they still would have had time to 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 come back in and tie it up or or even win in regulation but and that's that's the problem that I, I personally I mean that's a different topic really but the whole everybody in the league now trying to beat the Warriors at their own game can't do that you can't do it I mean yeah just like it's the classic case of, you know, live by the three and die by the three. Yep. And they, in Toronto, damn sure, you know, laid in the ground in the dirt. You know, they died by the three. They definitely. died by it at the, at the yeah. end of the game there. They definitely did. It, um, one thing I um, would definitely – this is going to be a first time in history that me and the money man agree on something because I 100%, 100% agree with you with the three points. Like, you attack the rim. You – You've been taught that as a basketball enthusiast, as I grew up playing basketball, that was my sport. You attack the rim, and if you don't make the shot, you at least get fouled, and you go to the free throw line. And get you two. You yeah. keep shooting up threes after threes, and you missing, and you missing. You get zero points. You at least have the opportunity to get one or two. And just those four possessions, yeah. you get one point out of those four possessions. You get two out of the, one of the um, one of the possessions. That's a tie game. Or Toronto is up, and Iguodala has to hit that shot to tie the game as opposed to it ended up being somewhat meaningless that he actually took the shot. Mm -hmm. But he took the shot, and um, what was it? Nick Nurse, a coach for Toronto, was like, well, we'll let him have that shot any day of the week. Yeah, so we'll live with that, yeah. We'll live with that. He shouldn't have taken that shot. He He shouldn't have taken it. But he is is, – he he he's like big shot Rob, you know. He's he takes the big shots in the big game. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because um, Chauncey Billups said that Andre Iguodala is this generation's Robert Ory. Personally, he Iggy is an athletic version, you know, a more athletic version of Robert Ory because you know Robert Ory he I think he averaged like what. Two point nine points a game, five point. It was it was real low. His his average was real low for like you know points per game. You know, Iguodala can blow up at any moment. You know, have a thirty five point you know thirty five point game, fifteen point game, ten point game, and you know and shoot the shots that we saw last night. But it's just the fact that like I, I think it's a bit of a stretch to call him this generation's Robert Ory. What you think, Scotty D? I, I I understand the comparison in that Iguodala is not the marquee name on his team. He's not the first even second, third option on his team. And Robert Ory never had plays designed for him. That wasn't his game either. He was a defensive specialist. I think Andre Iguodala is a better skill player mm. because when he was with Philly, he was their guy. I mean, he was he was an all-star as the number one guy in Philadelphia and pretty much going to Golden State accepted a role as not, not the leader of the team, not the best guy in the team. And it's obviously been wonderful for his career as he's mm. been a – now a three-time champion and a finals MVP. But um, I, I understand that comparison as he's paralleling him to being a guy that'll take a big shot, is not mm. afraid of the big moment. Robert Ory was never the, the best guy on the team, but he was a calming influence and a, and a def- he, he was always the guy that would take the other, the other team's best player and guard him. So I, that's, that's where I understand it. it their, their, their games are not similar, but I understand that role comparison. Yep. Be like, I was thinking about it. 
maybe we should get to a point in basketball when we're analyzing the sport, we're talking about it, we're commentating on it, that we stop comparing different eras. Because it's just, it's, they're trying to mold, they're trying to bridge the gap, I guess. And just things don't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me because I think they're two entirely different players. The point that you made that he was the he was the key guy in Philly is a perfect example of that. And it's one of those things that right now he he's taken the position as a role player, but he's definitely like they're they're two entirely different players. They're maybe they're saying that Iguodala has made the big shot a couple of times. And, oh, that sort of reminds me of somebody. But to say that his, he's this generation's Robert Ory, may, I, I guess that's what they're trying to do. They're tr- they're bridging the gap in something. It's two entirely two entirely different um, eras. Yeah, like they they keep comparing LeBron James to Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. It's two different eras. Yeah. Do I think that LeBron James would survive in Michael Jordan's era? I don't think so. Do I think Michael Jordan would survive in LeBron's era? This is going to be a shocker. I don't think um, Michael Jordan survives in LeBron's (laughs) era. You know why I say that? Because clearly athletes are more athletic now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the game is faster than Mm -hmm. what it was back in Jordan's era. So, I mean – Jordan still will be the greatest of all time. I think he will adapt much better than LeBron would in Jordan's era. But I, I, it's, it wouldn't be this. It wouldn't be the same player. I mean, Jordan. One clear, clear point I like to make is the fact that he probably have to develop more of a three point game because of the way the game has changed. Because mm. he did that. But here's the thing. He did that. that. He would end up having to shoot more because. Well, of the re- yeah, but he, like he said he would have adapted. But that's. Everything's different, so he would have his game would have been different. But he still but, he still could jump out of the gym in 1985. He could do that in 2019 if, but if many, he was if he was that age. But mm-hmm. how many times would he be dunking the ball and then your Steph Curry would be throwing up a three pointer and they they would be minus one every single possession. Hey, you got a point. So that's oh come on. But that's what that's what I'm saying. You're bridging the gap of something that. What for what? It's two entirely different games. Do you realize I've seen you two days in a row and you've had a different Clemson shirt on both days? Yes. Is that your whole wardrobe? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Absolutely. And you know what? What, what how much time have we gone into cuz we were we we, we Bare, you, barely 15 minutes. Scott. 15 minutes. And 15 minutes yeah, and two no days, minutes. two Clemson we're, shirts. We're, at, we're, actually, <laughs> we're actually shooting this on video. Yeah. I didn't even notice. Thank you, Sean. But I, you never see us. But you decided now to talk about Clemson? Yes, I'm going to wear it all day, every day. But see, Eddie Cool, what do I tell you every single week? Get get some control up in here. I got control. Let me once again. I got to take this Amtrak and with my big muscles and put it back on the track. All right. All right. So here we go. Um, The Stanley Cup Finals: uh, the Boston Bruins versus the St. Louis Blues, and the. Uh, the I'm sorry, the Bruins lead the series 2-1. Now, me and the money man, Scotty D, we had a chance to see a good portion of the game last. Um, was it Saturday night? Saturday night, yeah. We watched game two, game three. Yeah, game three. And we left before, you know, they even piled up even more goals on them. And it was just I, – I, I'm going to let you take this one, Scott. <laughs> uh, it was out of control early. We, we kept saying if they cut it to two goals going into the third period, maybe we have a game. And St. Louis at home rocking like that, their first Stanley Cup – uh, first time they hosted the Stanley Cup, and the better team, I think, is what the Boston's the better team, and that just came out at the end of the. If you watch the overtime in Game Two, St. Louis was just dominant. They were completely focused and on fire, and they were not getting out of that building without the win. But sometimes that happens when you're at home, mm-hmm. and you, you know you're a little bit more distracted. You're not quite as intense and focused. I don't know if that's the case, but Boston came out bombing. So. Um, I think the better team is ahead. I mean, it's still early. It's two to one. It, game as we're recording, game four is tonight, I believe, mm-hmm. back in St. Louis. So they could even this up and turn it into a best and th- best of three, and anything could happen. But I still just think uh, Boston is the the best team, and that's that's why they're that's why they're doing what they're doing. They're the best team. I hate saying that yet again about another Boston team. Sick of their parades up there, but uh, duck boats. And <laughs> but that's that seems like where we're headed for another another 
Boston victory. Duck boats and Dunkin' Donuts. I'm sorry. Dunkin'. <laughs> Be like, what you think about this here? I mean, they select them like seven to two. And it's well, just, here's one thing I, I want to point out because I, I, I tagged a couple of friends of mine um, um, when we're watching. I was watching that work at Max Speed Shop, 42 North McPherson Church Road, Fayetteville, North Cackalack. Go in there and get you a good old burger. Yes, sir. I still want that sponsorship money. Hey, holla at a brother. Anyway, <laughs> um, I tagged a couple people because after game two, there was a little altercation between one of the St. Louis players and the Boston bench. Where, And I can't say this on air because there was a little expletive in there, but he essentially wrote, um, skated by the, um, the bench and said, you guys are effed. And he said the F word. Yeah. yeah wow. Absolutely. Yeah. And guess what that is? That is locker room material. Guess what? You just ignited the entire Boston bench and the Boston fan base. And guess what happened to you in game three? You got F <laughs> because they came out and put down a whooping. They beat them senseless. And it's one of those things where a lot of emotions go into a game mm-hmm. and everything. A lot of things happen. And he, um, St. Louis was on the guy. He was on a little high and everything like that. But you just, yeah, I saw that. I tagged a couple of my, my Boston fans, um, friends, and they were ignited. And they're sitting at a bar in Fayetteville, North Carolina, too. Can you imagine being the player's on the ice, I'm pretty sure they replayed that video because it was. I mean, it's on social it's media. Everywhere. It's it viral. Is everywhere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they played that in the locker room before they came out and said, "Okay, we got something for you in your house." Yeah, that's yeah. stupid. Why poke the bear? I mean, <laughs> you're getting out of there, you stole home ice. Why even bother doing that? That so, is stupid. I mean, it was clear as day that I mean, we all know that Boston is the more skilled team. St. Louis gave him a good fight. I still think it could go back and forth. Mm. I've, honestly, I see it. I see it six games. I think I said Boston in five at first. I see Boston in six. I see enough fight in St. Louis. I think they even it up. But I think at the end of the day, it starts to wear on them. The more the more skilled team, the more talented team. Boston, Boston in six. I'm and, I'm, I'm gonna adjust that. And you know. No player that played for Dabo would ever do anything like that. Oh, boy, here we you go. Would never Dabo do No Dabo baby. player would do anything like that. No, all, all roads lead to Dabo and all roads lead to Clemson. So I'm just, I'm just saying. Here we go. Lesson you learned. Watch, I, watch. Love, I love the fact that it's not me. Like, I, I'll have a pepper point here and there I'm about Clemson. But now it's gotten to the point where the two co-hosts, one of them being a South Carolina Lamecock fan. Watch your mouth. I, I said it. I said it. I'm going to say it again. But y'all talk more about Clemson than I do at this point in oh, time. Oh, we, lo- we love them. Cle- it's just, all, it's just, all about Clemson. I just wear the shirt. That's all I do. And Shirts, thank, plural. <laughs> and I want to say thank you. Quick shout out to Josh Starnes. He actually um, printed the I Bleed On shirt that I wore yesterday. They got a lot of rave yesterday. Hit him up on Facebook. He... Um, Bleed orange guy, I mean, definitely a funny guy. Hear ye, hear ye. I digress. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, bring your own guts. But uh, yeah, that's the um, that's it for the um, for the Boston and St. Louis series. Uh, it's gonna be physical. It's gonna be chippy, and hopefully, uh, St. Louis can come back from that royal thrashing that they received at the hands of the Boston Blues. Come on, Blues. Yeah. And hold on, hold on. Can, can I can I can I do the segue for this one? And speaking of thrashing, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. And, My and, bad, I had to do yeah, it. Yeah, you had to, Bilo. And speaking of thrashings, we all had the chance to sit in one room and see what in the hell happened between Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz Jr. B-Lab, this is a perfect, 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 perfect moment for what happened to you. <laughs> what happened to Anthony Joshua, because here's here's um, um one thing we um we got a chance to watch it again, but we actually skipped through the first like three rounds and we started watching it the fourth round of the uh, match when we were together a couple of, um last night, and we all were questioning 
why is the taller with more reach and better fit and shape why is he not jabbing the mess out of him keeping the distance where i mean um andy ruiz couldn't get on the inside and i mean he shouldn't have been able to touch the guy at all and we're trying to wonder why why, why are we watching this and why does it look like he, he doesn't have a jab he's out of breath and then the seventh round when he got knocked out not once but twice and then was in la la land do you know where you are? Friday. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> That's our little running joke that we yeah. have going on. But yeah, we the third round said it all. Like, I mean, when Andy Ruiz pieced him up, pieced him. I'm talking about. And one thing for those that don't know anything about boxing, you just see a bunch of people just throwing a bunch of haymakers, and everything. Everybody wants to go for the head. Everybody wants to go for the head. Do you understand that? Body shots are more devastating because I've always been taught if you cannot breathe, you cannot fight. That's true. You cannot breathe. And, I mean, he pieced him up right all up in the chest, caved his whole insides, made him reevaluate who he was as a person and why he was <laughs> in this ring at this point in time because he was a completely different person after round three. That when, he, when Ruiz got a hold of his body and caved him in, he couldn't breathe anymore. He couldn't hold up the jab anymore. So the reach disadvantage, the reach disadvantage was gone. Yeah. The, I said the reach advantage was gone for Anthony Joshua, and that was the, that was the telltale sign. He got, he got on the inside, and after it's all said and done, the bigger, heavier, huskier guy was in more shape because guess what? He could still breathe after seven rounds. And he's bringing back the dad bars. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Scotty D, what you got? <laughs> this was uh, bigger than just a guy losing fight. This was big, I think, for a few different reasons. We were talking, Eddie and I were talking Saturday night. Right now, there were three big heavyweights that we all wanted to see fight. Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, and Tyson Fury. And we were saying... The three of these guys need to quit messing around and fight each other. All three of them need to get in the ring and fight each other. Yep, and get that money, yep. Get that money and bring people back to boxing because boxing has definitely lost its shine. UFC has gained traction through the years. Or MMA in general has gained traction. Mm. This is a chance for the heavyweight division to reel people back into boxing. The Klitschko's have ruled boxing, and we never see them. They, you know, they fight... You know, overseas in their pay-per-views in the middle of the afternoon. So we've <laughs> lost track of the heavyweight title. And yep. Anthony Joshua beat Klitschko, and this was his first time in America fighting because he's British, I believe. This is their first his first time. He's in Madison Square Garden. Man, he had a chance to put some shine and some light on the heavyweight division and set up the the matches between those three guys. And he just didn't look like he had the killer instinct. I mean, he cost money to all three of those fighters, I think, but. What 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 bothered me? Well, we were talking. It bothered me one that he wasn't throwing his jab, and he, he looked soft. He looked softer than the soft guy looked. Yeah, and <laughs> that's saying and, a and lot. Who, and who, yeah, <laughs> but who knows? I mean, maybe you know, maybe he was feeling the effects. We we saw him get hit in the ear. Maybe his equilibrium's off. Maybe he's not right. But when the fight was over, he was in there with his arms around his opponent, taking pictures, smiling, laughing. It it was like it was like two soccer players that had just gone to a draw, and it was 1-1, and they trade jerseys. and they, You've seen that. I mean, how many times have you seen <laughs> soccer players trading jerseys after the after a they, tie game? They trade jerseys in every sport. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're so disrespectful. I am not disrespectful. Allow me to finish, please. <laughs> oh, they right. just looked like they were two buddies, not two guys who were just out there trying to tear their heads off. If I'm Anthony Joshua and I just got knocked out, well, actually, he didn't even look like he wanted to keep fighting. It, it looked questionable at first why the referee stopped it because he was standing and he was looking at him in the eye, but I just don't think the dude wanted to keep going. He was content to take that loss and then go take selfies with the guy. I mean, come on, Anthony Josh. And then, that, and then that's he, terrible. And then, like, uh, when that last knockout came about, you know, I noticed, okay, where's his mouthpiece? And referee's like, hey, here's your mouthpiece. And, of course, hey, man, where are you? Friday. And, yeah. you know, and the ref's like, you know what, that's enough. That's I mean, it's it was just – it caught me off guard. He was hurting. I mean, he, he was definitely hurting because he, he spit out his mouthpiece and didn't really want it back. I mean, that, it was kind of it. But I, I just – I thought it was 
over-the-top friendly afterwards. He just looked like he was enjoying the moment with the guy. And he just got beat and just lost a, three titles three belts. and a bunch of money. Come yeah, on. Three, yeah, you just lost three belts and a be bunch mad. of money. Be yeah. mad about it. Yeah, be mad. Have some fire. Be right. angry. You just lost a bunch. Like you said, he just lost a bunch of money and one, two, three belts. And just like, okay, let's take pictures for the Instagram. Uh, what? Smiling like a soccer player. Like, I mean, <laughs> like literally, like I'm, I'm gonna let that one slide because you know what? I'm gonna let that slide because you made a very valid point. They, I, I'm not hugging you in a contact, a combat sport after I just lost to you. Like that's not gonna happen. Well, Say, I, I, you know, I, I'm not gonna go as far as that because you see these UFC fighters a lot that just they just talk mad trash and when it's over they hug it out and well, they they, 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 they bury they, the hatchet they, but they, it they was they a different embra- feel that's what they, they embrace yeah. after they it's a, it's a show of respect yeah. but you're not posing for photos afterwards yeah it looked, was, it just looked bad a, to me that was that was terrible. Like, what, it, wait, wait a minute what what I, I said it like this and I I'm, I might catch some heat for this but it almost looked like the the match might have been fixed like I'm going to tell you right now because he he got pieced up. He, he was hurt a little bit, but it was one of those things where he literally looked like he gave up. Like you're going down in the seventh, and then you know what? All right, and then I'm because I mean he's from he's from um, United Kingdom, Britain, yeah. whatever they call themselves as they Brexit, <laughs> whatever. I I don't he's even. He's from know. where they play soccer all the time, yeah, pretty I mean, much. They, yeah. Okay, Shout out to our listeners world. in the United Kingdom. <laughs> That's an entire world, by the way, not just one freaking country. And shout out to um, Liverpool Football Club for winning the Champions League, by the way. Thanks for the segue. But um, with that being said, um, they do things a little bit differently in Great Britain. They shake hands. They shake hands and have tea. Since we're on the the camera, put the pinky up. Earl Grey. You know, know, that that was... was that was odd to say the least. And it, one of the things boxing is, as far as like your combat sports, UFC, even wrestling, they build a storyline behind it to mm. sell tickets. I don't know if I ever want to see an Anthony Joshua fight again because I'm like, dude, I want to see that killer instinct. I want to see you. I want. I want to see you talk. Try, I want to see the rematch. Like right now, it would be an it would be a decent rematch for them to have if mm. they weren't hugging it out and having selfies and taking Instagram photos after the fight. Who wants to see that? Because I'm telling you right now, I don't think it's going to be a brawl. Yeah, because that because after seeing that photo op and the huggy hugging and kissy kissy, that kind of did that that kind of like that to to steal a turn from the wrestling business. It kind of killed the push. Yeah, yeah if you will, right. it kind of it kind of killed the push. So I'm kind of like oh. fire out. Yeah, it's like, you know, like, just like, you know, if, if they didn't have a, you know, if they wasn't hugging and taking pictures and everything, okay, good, we got, yeah, we can see them fighting, all right, good, it's going to be a heated rivalry, you know, Joshua Ruiz too, and I guess this is, <laughs> is over with. All right, and so, uh, after watching that, it was just, it was just atrocious, he, he gave up. All right, now we've come to our personal favorite section of the show, it is called The Choices of the voices. In case you're unfamiliar with the choices of the voices, every week the money man Scotty D lays out a question and you guys, you answer it. You answer it. Be we agree with your answer or not. You come through, you participate, and that's what we encourage. So Scotty D, what was the question for this uh, for for last week's show that we're answering this week? Uh, last week I asked what athlete are you just ready to see retire now i think there might have been a little confusion i didn't say who do you think should or or who do you think is ready to retire it's who do you want to see retire for whatever your reasons are and uh we had a bunch of pretty good responses yep we had some good responses and um uncle max uncle max came through yeah, we missed him last week, so I told him we were gonna we were gonna bring him up first this week. He said Odell Beckham Jr. He didn't elaborate, but I don't think he had to. His antics are enough to really rub you the wrong way. So thank you, Uncle Max, for the Odell Beckham response. We'll take that. Yeah, did you see Odell's car with the uh, was it Rolls Royce where it pops up and it has him like the or- hood ornament him doing the catch or whatever. Unlike some people, I could give two craps about Odell Beckham's <laughs> outside antics. Show me something on the field. That's why I think Cleveland is going to do some damage. I don't want to see the man retire, but I want to. See, I just want to see his product on the field. I want to see does he make Cleveland better. Yeah. Like, 
Uncle Max, I agree with the fact, like, I, I don't want to see all those antics. I just want to see him play. Yeah, play football. So play football. That's a, I could care less about the rest. And, I mean. I want to see him cut his hair. I don't like the blonde curly hair. I think he looks dumb. You know? See, I don't see. I don't. I don't like. I don't <laughs> like the blonde curly hair. I don't like Ezekiel Elliott's abs. And I mean, this wow. a lot of stuff I don't like. Yeah. I mean, it, but that's. <laughs> hey, I digress. So. All right. <laughs> so here we go. All right. Uh, Ill Will Berry. We had to make sure we had to pronounce his name because we got a little bit of heat for it. And I was like, well, we pronounce your name the way that you typed it on the <laughs> Facebook, so therefore we're going to say your name. Ill, Will Berry said, uh, Big Ben and Antonio Brown, they both should retire due to their diva behavior. I kind of would, mm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. But I, I kind of, I see where he's coming from. Well, that's the same boat as Beckham, Antonio Brown, the the diva receiver role. A lot of people don't like that. I'm I'm gonna say Big Ben should retire because he said he, he was going to retire. retire. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I mean, like what? years ago, yeah, yeah, right. And so whatever. And then I, I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna go into some of his other antics or, and why he's still actually in the league and not in a jail cell somewhere. But that, that that's. I'm, 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 see. You're going to let it go. <laughs> I, will, I will say this. I'm going to give a quick shout out to a couple of Steelers fans out there. Um, Veronica Bruno, love you, girl. Your taste and team sucks, but I still love you. Dwight Burris back in Fayetteville, big brother. I appreciate you, man. I just want to give you a shout out. Your team still sucks, and um, Big Ben should be incarcerated. But besides that, um, yeah. Showing the love to some of the voices out there. Yep. Also, uh, Brittany Taylor said the same thing. Big Ben. We got a whole lot of Big Ben. Yeah, she's a Steeler fan, so she's ready to see him go, I guess. Huh? Well, and thank you for some female input we have. Uh, yeah, we got some female input. Got some this female week, input this week. Yeah. We, 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 and I think that right there also shows where the problem is in Pittsburgh. Because um, you're wondering, like, you got Le'Veon Bell not wanting to play there anymore. Antonio Brown not wanting to play there anymore. And if you got two of the most dynamic players in their position not want to play somewhere, there's got to be a problem somewhere. Two brats. Two brats. <laughs> They're brats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and, ben, I, and Big Ben's a tool. So there's your there's your winning combination. Two brats and a tool. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking that, you know, with um, – we, we had this conversation before, be like, I think with all that um, talent, why would you do anything less of winning the Super Bowl? Anything less. I mean, the defense is it, it's 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 you know it, it hasn't been typical Pittsburgh defense as it has been over the, you know the past few years, or whatever. But it's it's serviceable, and you got two weapons to put up points, and so it's kind of like what the, what the hell's going on? But you asked the question, why haven't they won the Super Bowl? Aha! That leads us to another guy that people want to see retire. Maybe that's why they haven't won more Super Bowls. Probably that could be the, that could be that could be it's the straw to break the camel's back. All right, Tom we, Brady. <laughs> oh boy, here Tom we go. Brady's the one. I All think right. everybody's ready to see him retire, right? Yeah, they're ready to get him up out the building quick. Uh, Trey Duke said Dak Prescott because he sucks and he's holding back my team. We got a residential Cowboys fan, the money man in the house. So we're gonna. Well, I have watched many games with Trey Duke, and if Dak Prescott so much as throws an incomplete pass. He ready to he he's gone. He's ready to send him. So he's clown. Last week he clowned us. This week he's clowning our team. He's he's just a Prescott hater. He never got over Tony Romo leaving. So uh, so that's why Trey. Let me yeah. get this one. Let me get this one. No 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 no. What, 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 what. So you t- you're <laughs> telling me you're telling me right now that you had more faith in Tony Romo than Dak Prescott. Come on now. Come on. I I know. I know I'm not hearing this correctly. Please, Scott, tell tell me something different. Is, is this what's really happened? Is that that why is where we're at with the, with our friend Trey Duke. Wow. Yep. Ooh wee. And yep. and and I'm a Cowboy fan too, so I'm rooting for Prescott. Actually, I don't want to see him fail. I'm rooting for him to succeed, not to fail. I think he has a lot of shortcomings as a quarterback, and I'm hoping as a young player he overcomes them going forward. That's where I'm at. But you know Trey's what? not having it. You know what? No. You know what? You know what? I, 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 I apologize because I just realized that your fan base is not totally not as different as my beloved fan base of the Carolina Panthers. Oh, because boy. I, I, got a, I got a full on fan base that would love to see Jake Delhomme back at quarterback. 
There's a, I got a full-on fan mm. base that love the fact that we picked up Will Greer. I, and it blows my mind. Some backwards, freaking backwards <laughs> thinking that Cam Newton has literally been the best thing that has ever happened to Carolina Panthers. I can mm. tell you right now, if it wasn't for Cam Newton, the Panthers wouldn't be a $2.3 billion franchise. That's true. I can tell you that right now. So I'm th- Ugh. that <laughs> Prescott has the tools. Like I think with what they have this year, mm. I'm gonna say it as an unbiased sports analyst. We're not we're amateurs, by the way. Amateurs. But I, but I I wanna make it be known that the tools that Dak Prescott and Dallas Cowboys have, I can see them in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I already predict they won't lose a game this year. We've already covered that. Yeah, absolutely. You you'll learn you'll you'll learn you'll 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 learn you'll learn to close the floodgates one day. You will learn to take your own foot out your own mouth. I appreciate I appreciate the props. Jesus, but yeah, you gonna learn. I get I get where some people like the traditional style quarterback that don't do much of anything because Tony Romo. He ne- he was never a big time like when he he was a he get you stats during regular season he was I mean listen uh, buddy just, all right listen oh my I, God. because <laughs> we're under time constraints I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this to you maybe off the air or on a future show but this is the choice of the voices section but I have a whole big theory on Roma that I'll be willing to share with you. That'll give us something to look forward to as we get closer to football season. Yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll lay some knowledge on you there and, and give you a fresh perspective, uh, like a perspective of a guy whose eyes are open and and has a high sports IQ. Okay. I'll, so wow. I'll, sh- wow. I'll share with you. So, so, so my eyes are closed and I'm a sports <laughs> No, dummy. I didn't say <laughs> that. Cool. I didn't say All that. right, so here Back we go. Cool here. Cool. here we go. This show has been hijacked. Hell. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Uh, Rodney Bellamy, shout out to Rodney Bellamy for coming through one more time. And he says, Tom Brady. Uh, he went into like a lengthy explanation, but all I got to say is Patriots, Dolphins, division rivals. He's sick of looking at them. We are too. So, Rodney, I understand where you come from. But I wanted to see Tom Brady get the hell on with his beautiful wife and his bunch of money and his children. You noticing the theme here of the, of the selections? Football players. Yeah. Everyone's picking football players. That just shows the emotion that – that the NFL brings out of the out of your average fan that that was the on the top of everyone's brain can't blame them that's the that's an emotional sport and uh, Brian Davis he says Eli Manning agreed with that one I'm with that one too I'm, yeah, that's yeah. A, I, I just want to unanimous I just yeah. want to slap his face even no matter what he does I want to slap Eli's face I love his brother I just want to slap him but the thing about <laughs> it is is that guess what. Eli Manning's never going to retire because guess what? He cloned himself and and changed his name to Daniel Jones. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> if, that, if that ain't uh, Eli cloned like I've ever seen, and the fact that he chose him over, <laughs> oh my! God, I forgot his name because Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is laughable. Why? Why? But we'll, we'll, we'll get into the Dwayne Haskins um, comparison uh, during the football season. Football season is going to be busy, fellas, between college football and pro football. We're going to be busy. But that's good. That's what we're here to, that's what we're here to do. As long as they give us stuff to talk about, we're going to talk. Or should I say, we're going to opine about it. Mm, right. uh, yes. Let's see. Um, here's, a, here's an interesting one. Uh, Jana Clem, okay? She said she would like to see Patrick Mahomes retire. Now, see – Going into his third year, the current NFL MVP, he can't retire. It ain't going to happen, okay? Get a good dose of seeing that. Number 15, Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, whenever he feels like, just throwing that ball all over the place. Minus Tariq Hill, but that's neither here nor there. But mm. him retire, yeah. what? <laughs> all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step in and defend this beautiful young lady because I know where her heart is. She is all things Boston, and – if you watched the AFC Championship last year, Mahomes pretty much was there to dethrone the king. If it wasn't for some idiot who doesn't know how to line up on sides, the <sighs> Patriots wouldn't have even won that Super Bowl last year. The Chiefs would have been in there with the Rams. 
So Patrick Mahomes looks like he is poised to take the crown and keep it. You know, Eli knocked off the king, and uh, Nick Foles knocked off the king, but they didn't keep the crown. But Patrick Mahomes, he looks like the NFL's version of Steph Curry, where he's this exciting, dynamic, mm-hmm. young player and does things that we're not used to seeing. And so I can understand where she's coming from as far as if, if you're a patriot and you've ro- ruled the roost all these years, he's a threat. So I can understand that. A threat to the throne, yes. she says. A threat to the throne. So, um, Bilal, how do you feel about that? I'm, no, no. He I, saw I, my point, that's why. I, no, you no. Agree. I, 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 say do, I agree. I agree. I do not agree. I don't agree. That doesn't make any sense. You, you. She's a Patriot fan. You just won the Super Bowl. Why would you want anybody? Why? Why? You just won. I would understand if you lost to Patrick Mahomes, you'd want to see the man retire. But guess what? The torch is going to be passed anyway at some point in time. Why would you want? Who is you? Who's who's the Patriots backup quarterback? Brian Hoyer? No, I'm joking. Uh. Alex Van Pelt. I'm just, I'm just, that doesn't even Steve Grogan. Weird. I think it's Steve <laughs> Grogan. But, yeah. but my point exactly is like, you just won. Why would you want to see somebody else just because they were a threat to you? Why, a threat to the a, throne. Yeah, I don't, even, I don't get that. You just won. That's just like me. This Listen, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, just I'm trying to defend her. Again, another lady jumps in and, and shares uh, shares her voice wait, with wait, us. Wait, wait, it's wait. Ladies' Day here. The first time we've had a couple ladies that have chimed in that have opined. So that's why I'm. I'm, I'm I just want to. I just want to make sure that um, they, they'll they'll catch this heat too. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> just just want to make sure it's known. I love you. I, right. I haven't met you yet, but um, guess what? I'm I. If I, I if I hear something, I'm gonna speak my speak my piece on it. It would be just like me right now saying that oh I want um, Nick Saban to retire because guess what we just beat the brakes off of him. Yes, to that's what this question yeah. is about. I don't want to see Nick Saban retire. I want to I want to beat him three more okay. times. So All he right, just well, want to rub it in his face as right. much as he is. He, he takes great joy and pleasure taking an orange, orange washcloth and just go and roll your tide with that. So so who's your choice then? Who, who's okay. Oh, have we got have we got all everyone else's. Yeah. Yes, we got everybody. Thanks let's, for participating right, in the uh, choice so, of the voices. So, so who, who's yours? You who? know who I would like to see retire, and it's completely different from what this list is. I want to see Vince Carter retire, and I want to see him get the farewell tour. Farewell tour. Okay, I want to see that's a fair one. Yeah, I want to see him get all the pomp and circumstance that um, D-Wade got last year. Mm -hmm. I think Vince Carter has done a tremendous deal for the NBA for, I mean, he was the I mean, he was our version of Dominique Wilkins with the highlight reel. Mm -hmm, He was. I mean, just, he electrified. Best dunker ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He electrified the sport and just the longevity and he's still, I mean, he's still a productive. He's still playing. Yeah, Yeah, he's still good. isn't, Isn't he one of the last player, the last players from the 90s to still be playing? Uh, you from, from yeah, I yeah. think so. Because it, it, it was Dirk, Dirk, and then but yeah, Dirk. I think Dirk just retired. Yeah, Dirk just retired, and then it was because Kobe. I yeah. think yeah, I think Dirk got a little bit of a farewell. I saw him yeah. embrace mm. But yeah, I think yeah, Vince Carter is the last okay. of the '90s era. It's so hard. To say goodbye. All right, that's enough. We're we going we gonna to have to pay some money with money we ain't got right now, so we're, we're not going to pass on that. My choice is Eli Manning simply because it's like, dude, it's, it's just time to go. It's just time to go. I mean, do what you can to bring up Daniel Jones. Then do, you know, just don't do like, you know, Big Ben Roethlisberger when they drafted um, Mason Rudolph, and he was like, no, nah, I'm not going to say nothing to him. I'm like, I don't understand that. Like, if you're a elder statesman quarterback, you know that eventually your time is going to end. Unless you're right here like Brett Favre and, you know, had a rivalry with your backup quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, the guy who superseded you and took your job and also won a Super Bowl. So I'm like, okay, Brett, you two are 1-1 as far as Super Bowls go, so why are you mad? But the fact of the matter is, Eli just need to go ahead and groom Daniel Jones to the best of his ability and just go ahead and ride off into the sunset. I mean, just go ahead and take that Manning Brothers entity and make more State Farm commercials and things of that nature. So. I got a question though for Scotty because um, this is um, your, your division, the New York Giants. Wouldn't you rather him keep trying to plug away? 
Bingo. That's why he's not my choice. Wow. A few years ago, I would have. I, I'm. So, I've been so sick of watching that guy play. Like I said, I've wanted to smack his face since the first time he ever he ever stepped on a field. But lately, he sucked. So yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't want him to retire. I want him to keep on because the Cowboys been beating him up the last few years. He had our number early for mm. a few years there. He was winning in Dallas every year for right. a few years in a row. He was going down there and winning. And I was sick of him. But, yeah, my, I've, you, you hit the nail on the head with that one. You're absolutely right. Yep. yep. So, as a Cowboy fan, uh, the one guy that I would like to see retire is Aaron Rodgers because he has stuck the dagger in. And, and again, he's, this is similar to the Mahomes answer. Aaron Rodgers isn't ready to retire. He's not quite to that point. But he's, he's hurt me as a Cowboy fan more than once. So that that's that was the end. I, I wrestled around with a couple of answers. Eli Dustin Pedroia, I've I've never liked watching him play as he as playing? a guy. While he's on the ver he's saying he may not play again. He's been hurt the last couple of years, and he yeah, might, might physically be unable to resume his career. And I'm fine with that because I've just never liked him. I don't like to see a guy hurt, but I've never liked Pedroia. But there, one person, and this is just a different angle that I would like to see retire is Anderson Silva. And I kind of alluded to this uh, a couple of weeks ago. And it's not because I don't like him. It's because I like him a lot. And fighters are trained to overcome everything. And they're told, you're telling me I can't win. And I believe that I can win. But then Father Time interferes. And you have to reprogram yourself to say, maybe I can't. And that's where that's where Anderson Silva is. And I don't want to see this guy go out there and, and rack up losses. No. He hasn't really won, I don't think, since 2012, I think was his last legit yep, win. Yep, that's what I heard. And, and one win that he did have against uh, Nick Diaz was overturned to a no decision because of a, a drug suspension. And I love Anderson Silva. I watched him fight. He's fought twice this year, lost both times. It's just not the same guy. He, he got his knee kicked. He's on the ground, rolling around, hurt. Before he seriously gets hurt and, and messes up his legacy, Anderson Silva, you got to go, buddy. Yeah, I mean, it just because it, eventually these losses, you have to start holding them against them. I mean, at this point, you say he was the best ever, but now he's lost a few in a row, and it's acceptable because he's getting older. But at some point, if you just keep fighting, you're going to be like Roy Jones Jr., and you're not looked at as quite the same i think roy jones is still fighting him and holyfield they're never gonna quit they're gonna they're gonna fight till they're gonna fight till they collect social security and i said well, i don't want to see anderson silva do that no, either i think with anderson silva man he just do he should have done what uh gsp did and just hey going out on top perfect i'm that was, gone that was perfect john elway hey i'm gone yeah. uh jerome bettis hey i'm gone Peyton manning Peyton manning it took a while but hey i'm gone i think yeah, you should i, I think if you should retire you should retire on on top, barring the circumstances and situations, because all of it is, is is different. So, yeah, you know. it's just in their blood to keep going. These fighters, they just they they need somebody to tell them don't fight anymore. And BJ Penn's in the same boat. He yeah. he just fought too, and yeah. I think he's lost like eight or nine in a row. Oof. But Anderson Silva was the class of all MMA. He, I mean, he was the guy, number one guy, unquestioned for many years, and it's just. I just don't want to see it anymore. Well, I I was I agree with you absolutely when it comes to um, the spider. I think when it comes to his career, he's gonna be this is gonna this is gonna be weird, but I think his career will be defined very similar to the way Michael Jordan was. Nobody talks about Michael Jordan when he was with the Wizard. Yeah, no, nope. yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So it's one of those things where. Anderson Silva has done more than enough for the sport. Yes, he, he right now. Yes, he does need to retire. But I think, as far as his legacy is concerned, they will talk about. I mean, he. Oh yeah, for he, sure. He revolutionized the sport. Like I, I think it was very enlightening to see him fight um, Adesanya. Like it, the the styles were very similar. Style bender. Yeah. So I mean, I that I did like to see, and that was. I think that fight was passing the torch. The last one he just did though was ugh. yeah. Okay, was so special. pass the torch and be done with it. Right, that's, that's yeah. It. Right. Pass the torch, don't grab it back. All right, Scotty D, what's the question for next week? Well, B Live has already kind of poo pooed this earlier on by saying he doesn't want to compare eras, but you, that's what we're gonna do. You poo because it's topical right now. Um, a lot of people are looking at these Golden State Warriors as in the. And the subject and the as the one of the best NBA teams that ever be assembled. Recent history, people argue for the Chicago Bulls. So we ask you, who do you think is better? Who do you think would win in a we'll say a seven game series between the nineties Chicago Bulls 
and our modern Golden State Warriors. And you actually have two Bulls teams basically to select from. Jordan's mm -hmm. first three-peat team, Jordan and Pippen were the only two that were on the second three-peat team. So, um, hey, maybe you maybe you can have the chance you want to fight it out in your head of who you think is the better of those and then uh, choose that one to move on against the Golden State Warriors of today. All right, so that is our question for next week's Choices of the Voices. Uh, we've come to our, another favorite part of the show, the penalty box. All right, here we go. Like I said, if you want a free trip to the penalty box, say something silly. I'm joking. It's all love, though. Um, JR, he's still in the penalty box. He's, he's, he's going to be permanently in the penalty box. <laughs> for blasphemous comments about Clemson, Tom Brady, and KD for being overrated. And the Cowboys, too. Thank you. For being overrated. Uh, let's see. Um, B-Live's buddy, uh, Bob Kraft. I'm, I'm looking at you. Bob, Robert Kraft. Bruh. I will not let this go. I, I want to make sure the camera is catching this face right now. I am never going to let it go. You, your 39-year-old girlfriend that can't do the job in the bedroom, that you wow. want to be in Jupiter, Florida. I, yeah. wow. And then everything is going to be swept on the rug. I'm not going to let it go. <laughs> Old wrinkly bastard. <laughs> wow. All right. Was that the hot take that you were saving for earlier today? I, I, got, a, I got a couple more. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Bob Craig was still on the uh, penalty box. Um Scott's buddy, uh, Clint Hurdle, just for doing Clint Hurdle things. Oh, he's not going to go anywhere. Especially after Saturday night, the debacle oh. we went to Saturday night. 12 to 10, they lost that game. Oh. Yeah, it was just, just ridiculous. Uh, let's see. And um, Jenna Clem, just for saying she would like to see the current MVP retire. Jenna, I tried to stand up for you. He's putting no, you in the penalty box anyway. No, yeah, yeah I'm yes, sorry. I, I, I appreciate you. Hey, and feel free. Feel free to come back with a rebuttal and speak your piece because this is this was the choices of the voices. Yep. If you think we're wrong, and I'm telling you right now, even though Scotty D doesn't think he's ever freaking wrong, he is wrong from time to time. And according to everybody, even myself, I'm just, I stay wrong because I said – I didn't say nothing, but go I ahead. I don't know, but that, that's <laughs> – I. Feel free. Let us know. Like, how you, you want Patrick Mahomes gone? Hey, I mean, I know some people. I, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, we don't. Kidding. No, we, we, don't, don't we, don't, we don't. We don't know nothing, nothing about nothing. Nothing, nothing about it's gonna nothing. It's going to be over the airways. The FBI going to be the banging on my door. Please. It ain't, it, it, it ain't what you think it is. We're just doing a sports podcast. We're just talking, okay? We ain't about that action. That action we ain't about. All right, speaking of action, we've come to the portion of the show we call the three pepper points. Of course, you know, we find three points, sports-related, and we talk about them. So I'm going to throw the ball to uh, Scotty D without breaking the microphone. All right. Um, <laughs> my first point is um, Drake is a tool. All right, be live over to you. <laughs> Are you going to give a over. That's all you, roll credits? Are all you right. going? Are you going to give an explanation, or is this just this, this it? If you've seen him on TV, you don't need an explanation. He's a tool. All right, be live. You're next. Right. <laughs> right. Let me bring this back in real quick. That was, a, that was a heater. I was not. That was a hundred mile per hour right there. Or roll this uh, chapman on the back of my neck. We're supposed to toss the ball over to oh, me. Yeah. All, right. all right, college baseball, Texas A&M versus West Virginia. West Virginia was up at one point six to nothing, and then was up nine to one against Texas A&M. This was an elimination game. They were up nine to one in the seventh inning. Texas A&M claws their way back with, and then with two outs, two strikes in the ninth inning, Bryce Blom, um, Bryce Blom hits a walk off grand slam. For Texas A&M to Ooh. beat West Virginia and continue on, but then, unfortunately, they lost to Duke later on that evening, and so they went home as well. But man, a walk-off grand slam—that has got to be the peak and highlight. That of is, mm -hmm. that is That's huge. Yeah, I mean, and the way they claw back, I thought it was absolutely amazing. Eddie Cool, get all right. So my so my second pepper point goes to Andy Ruiz Jr. for just. Going out there and shocking the world and costing a lot of people some money by defeating Anthony Joshua and also to bringing back the dad bod. 
Scotty D. Over yeah, here. you know who else he cost money this past week was Golden Corral because he went in there and just tore that place <laughs> up. They took an L on that bill. Him, him, him and Jericho with the uh, barrel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Chris Jericho. His, um, so Calvin Johnson, I guess, is uh, being sought after by the Lions to get back into their fold. They want to make amends. He when he left the Lions. Megatron didn't leave on the best of terms, so they would like to have him back to as I'm guessing as a PR thing. And he says, "Give him a million bucks and he'll come back." Because what happened was this guy signed, I believe, uh, I forget, eight, eight year deal, eight year deal, and retired three years in. And the Lions, which I think was reasonable, expected him to pay back some of that signing bonus that was supposed to be prorated over his contract, mm-hmm. and he ended up giving back a million bucks. And he didn't like that. I would say. Hey, Megatron, we'll show a picture of you on the big screen. We're going to keep that million. Be live. Over to you, buddy. <laughs> All right. To my favorite sport to participate in now, bowling. Bowling. Here we go. Yes. Bowling. We just witnessed this weekend the PPA Playoff Championship. Who witnessed it? Uh, you know what? <laughs> you didn't watch it. Do you know what? Yes, you know, I you know Nobody what? watched it. Nobody I, witnessed it. Okay, you Continue know on with your point. Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? This, this is the kind of stuff that I've been This is all the time. Wait, this wait, is the Sports Bros Podcast. So where is your referee shirt? Go ahead. I, the, where's your whistle? <laughs> Dude, I'm in the state of South Carolina. I don't have a referee license for the state of South Carolina. <laughs> Chris, Chris, I think they want too much, but go ahead. <laughs> Chris Prather, 27-year-old from Plainsville, Illinois, he wins $100,000 winning the PBA playoff. There's a field of 24 that stretched over a month and a half of um, um, best of three series. And in game one, Chris Prather picked up the 3-4-6-7-10 split to um, pick up the win. Yes, you're gonna have to count it out, look it over it, because I know y'all two don't bowl and everything. I bowl, okay. Just calm down. Just hold your horses. Three the three six ten is gonna be three pins to the um, right hand side. The four and seven is gonna be on the left hand side right here. So it's 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 a makeable split, but a lot, um, with the difficult oil patterns, it's not it's not the easiest split to pick up. But just to being able to hit that in the clutch, and um, quick shout out to him, and definitely. The atmosphere, the electricity that was in the building is something that you never see in a bowling match. It's one of those things like bowling has a bright future bringing that energy and that electricity. And that's one of those things that in the future is something that I want to excite others about seeing that. So it's like, oh, this is a pretty cool sport to watch. Scotty D, I don't like the way you're looking at me right now. <laughs> I'm excited for the future. I'm with you. Scott's like, Scott's like, I'm excited for the future. Yeah. Very. I'm excited for the future oh, of bowling. My. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. Looks bright. I can see it with my eyes closed. I'm going to bust you in the head with this ball. Go ahead. That ain't what you're about to do. So anyways, uh, my third and final pepper point goes out to – the current reigning and defending WWE 24-7 champion, R-Truth, who won the belt for a third time, three times. He's a three-time 24-7 championship. In case you're unfamiliar with what the hell the 24-7 championship is, it is the clean version of the hardcore title. The mid-cards are not being used. They're just chasing each other at Chuck E. Cheese and the golf course, and which is where this little match took place. And... Jinder Mahal beat him for it, and then he hit him with the billy club, and he got the belt back again. So shout out to uh, Archu for making um, WWE somewhat entertaining. All right, so my final point is some uh, some interesting thing happened last week in that Tiger Woods' former swing coach Hank Haney came under fire. They asked him if uh, or who he thought was going to win the Women's U.S. Open. I don't know if you guys saw this. They asked him a prediction. And he said, I really don't know the names. I'm just, I'm not giving this verbatim. but some, Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. He said something to the effect of, I don't really know many names, more than like six names on the tour, but I predict it'll probably be a Korean and somebody named Lee. And it was taken under fire. His, the point he was trying to make was that there was a lot of successful Koreans on the, on the women's tour. Which is true. It, it is true. He was trying to make that point. He just didn't get it across very well. And he came under fire for that. And this is a day and age you have to be careful what you say. On Sunday, 
the winner of the the women's U.S. Open was a South Korean girl named Lee Lee Six, and that's it. all I have to say about that. I knew it. I knew it because I'm, I'm like a lot of you. I I did not catch the end of that, but when it was a perfect segue, it yeah. was an absolute perfect segue in Tiger Woods part. He yeah, his mom was I believe Korean. I was gonna say I want so it's one say he didn't mean it in that sense. Like some people just need to let it go. That might be um, a tranquilo moment. Well, like Scotty D said, man, you got to learn, you know, in this day and age, you know, you got to make sure you breathe right because if you breathe wrong, it's going down like four flat tires. Now, let me hit this point real quick because we got things to do. Mm-hmm. But um, my third point, because while we are recording this on Monday, so as of today, today, Dallas Kuchel and Greg, Craig Kimbrell. Keiko. Keiko? Mm. Dallas Keiko, yeah. Dallas Keiko. We know what you mean. We're with you. Yeah, I got you. I'm not a professional. I thought it was the same thing. How they said, uh, pronounce it, how it looks or whatever. Anyway, y'all know who I'm talking about. Dallas Keiko, yeah. We got you. Go ahead. So now teams can sign both of those players without losing compensatory draft um, picks. So that's what it was. So I did further research. That's why they went unsigned because teams didn't want to lose a draft pick. I mean, granted, like, so every it was pretty much across the board, and nobody wanted to lose draft pick. And I think there was also um, some signing bonus money, or no, it was international signing money that they would lose. Um, oh, some teams would lose if they signed them before today, which being June third when we're recording this. But now let the games begin. The bidding war will happen. Teams will go for it. please. Atlanta Braves come back home. Kimbrel, those I guys want- might both be employed by the time. This, this is this this people right. listening to oh, this. I'm yeah, pretty, I'm pretty sure of it. Pretty yeah. sure of it. Yep. All right, fellas, is that it? That's yeah. it, man. All right, fellas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, worldwide. Just to let you know, this is the Sports Bros Podcast. Be live. Where can they reach you? Well, you can find me on um, Instagram or Twitter by my my handle name. This be your boy. Be live. No I. So T H S B E Y A. B-O-Y-B-L-I-V-E. You also find me um, on um, our Facebook um, like page, Sports Bros Podcast. You can find us on um, Twitter, um, Sports Bros Podcast. is Sports Bros P-Cast. P-Cast, like peanut. P-Cast. We got to <laughs> go through some of the names, see what's been taken some. I don't know why Sports Bros Podcast was taken because we are who we are. And whoever tried to be who we are, I'm sorry. I'm We're not going to let them off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> but um, also, if you just want to look me up on Facebook, I'm trying to be more social. So um, my name is Brian Livingston. You look me up. Um, that's that's part of my government. You ain't getting a middle name, so let it go. Um, with that being said, I mean, check us out. Um, check out our videos. Check me out on Wednesdays. With what happened? Pause. Wednesdays. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm very excited. Um, excited about this episode 13. I'll be actually filming episode 15 of What Happened Wednesdays coming up very shortly. Find some time to do that. There's some ridiculous things going on that just leave you scratching your head. So, I'm excited about that. Wow. wow. Money Man Scotty D, where can they find you? Uh, Mondays, at, and I hope you guys might join me this evening. I'll be at Molly Darcy's doing my live trivia contest. Oh, TNT Trivia at 6.01 p.m. at Molly Darcy's every Monday, and uh, I can be found on Facebook. So we'll be at Molly Darcy's yesterday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yesterday. We'll probably well, we'll be, be having a belly full of wings and everything. We'll be there. Yeah, of course, this is Eddie Cool. Um, the HOC can reach me at on Instagram. Cool season on one word, uh, Snapchat, super cool 5,000. Also, find me on the, um, the Sports Bowls page that the Almighty B Live uh, just mentioned. And um, yeah, you can find me there. Right now, you can kind of find me in the great state of South Carolina between Little River and North Myrtle Beaches, eating up and everything, driving up and down the road, and having fun. Well, that wraps up another edition. Oh, Let's no. say a big thank you to Sean oh, McKenna oh, for sorry, having I'm us. Sorry. Thank it, you, Sean McKenna. We, we appreciate that. that. We this really is the first time we've ever done this, all of us together here, so we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Thank, yeah. shout out to Sean McKenna. Signed up now for getting it done. 4336 C Mountain Highway. Hit my man up. This is an amazing setup. Like, he's definitely put this together. Like, we're, like, astonished. Like, I 
I don't know how much I can stand watching, seeing Scotty D, but you know what? It's actually been pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's yeah. been absolutely amazing. Thank you, Sean. Thank you very much. Man. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks, Sean. Appreciate that. Just having everybody in the building here together is wonderful. All right, with that being said, it's been another edition of the Sports Bros Podcast. And in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can do something nice for somebody else, do it for them too. They'll greatly appreciate it. This is the Sports Bros Podcast. Peace. Yes, sir. This week's edition of the Sports Bros Podcast was brought to you in part by Legal Shield Independent Associates, Chanel and Lorenzo Livingston. Have you ever heard of an employment lawyer? If your answer is no, then don't feel bad because this is my first time hearing this too. An employment lawyer can assist you in resolving common workplace disputes such as employee wage and hours violations, sexual harassment, wrongful termination, workers' compensation, and more. When you sign up with Legal Shield, you gain access to a nationwide network of attorneys that specialize in every area of the law. You don't have to fight alone. Legal Shield is here for you. To view this and other professional legal services, visit their website at www.smartchoice.info or you can call them at 301-996-5917 or just drop them an email, livingstonshield at gmail.com.